Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Sevier County, Tennessee's own Dolly Parton will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame November 5th. Initially, Dolly didn't think she had influenced rockers, but she has influenced musicians of all genres. The Dolly Project is a seven-track CD of chamber music spearheaded by Dr. Deanna Little, a professor of flute music. The tracks on the CD are all original compositions inspired by Dolly Parton's song, Coat of Many Colors, and her children's book, I Am a Rainbow. We'll talk about the melding of country and classical music when our 2019 interview with Dr. Deanna Little airs after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. The latest edition of MTSU Magazine kicks off the university's celebration of the 50th anniversary of Murphy Center. Stately and iconic Kirksey Old Main may be the most recognizable facility on campus, but for many, 50-year-old Murphy Center is MTSU's most sentimental spot. As the Glass House approaches its 50th birthday in December, efforts are underway to renovate it and ensure that it remains a vital part of campus life. Part of MTSU's new Build Blue project, an over $100 million plan to upgrade athletics facilities, Murphy Center's antiquated glass was recently replaced with an updated system that offers a better appearance and automatic dimming for glare control. And MTSU will continue testing its tornado sirens on the first Monday of each month. MTSU tests its tornado sirens on campus and at the Miller Coliseum complex each month, weather permitting, to ensure their proper operation. The MTSU Police Department will continue testing the siren system at 11.20 Central Time on the first Monday morning of each month. Officials began using the more easily remembered schedule in 2019 to reduce distractions for classes and community neighbors. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Deanna, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me here. Where did the idea for the Dolly Project come from? Well, I wanted to do a project um, interlapping or overlapping the arts for a while. And so I, I actually researched um, some Tennessee poets. And then one day I was having a conversation with my mother-in-law and she suggested, why don't I look into some country music singers? And immediately I thought of Dolly Parton because I grew up with her books or sorry, her movies. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with her movies and her, um, her music. And my parents were big fans of her music. And so I immediately thought of her and she's Tennessee born. And I started doing some reading about her. And she says in one of her biographies that her favorite song she has ever written was uh, Coat of Many Colors in which she wrote at age 17. And so then I had the start of my project idea. I had a the words and the music of country um, country singer songwriter Dolly Parton, and then I wanted to find composers that would be willing to write a piece for flute, and they were going to use her her music as an inspiration. Now, tell us a little something about the composers. I recognize the names of uh, some of the music faculty here. Yes, uh, they all. Um, 
most all of them still uh, live in Tennessee. And one now lives in Texas, but he spent many years in Tennessee. And I was looking for composers that were uh, wrote in a variety of genres. So we have Paul Osterfield, who is our composition faculty at, at MTSU. And then others on faculty at MTSU are Cedric Dent, and he comes from more of a gospel world. And um, I also um, uh, have a met Joseph Aikens when I first moved to MTSU, and he's in the recording industry program, and he's a pianist, and he writes his own piano music, and I asked him if he would be interested in writing something for flute and piano, and he really writes with sort of a new age flavor. And let me see. Um, ah, Christy Sullivan is one of our alumni. She was my flute student, and she was also a composition major. So I wanted to include her, and she was really thrilled to be part of the project. And then Jamie Simmons, one of our jazz faculty, and I thought I would get a really beautiful jazz um, flavor piece, and he was happy to write as well. Mm -hmm. um, and outside of MTSU, Bruce Studley, he was our jazz piano faculty. He now teaches um, at Belmont jazz piano. But he, I took some composition lessons from him, or composition and improvisation lessons from him. And so I asked him if he would write a piece. And then last but not least, Andy Smith. He is also alumni, an alumni percussionist from MTSU. And he um, and he, he lived in the area for many years. And he did teach some at MTSU. And he's now moved uh, to Texas in a full-time uh, faculty position at a university there. And some of the composers perform, but there are also some performers on the CD who uh, are not among the composers. Yes, actually, um, our cello uh, faculty, Christy Kim, Chrissy Kim, Christine Kim. <laughs> That's um, okay. You can be so familiar. <laughs> And then, um, let me see, uh, Todd Waldecker, our clarinet professor at MTSU. And then Paul Osterfield, this was a really fun project. His daughter, who was five at the time, narrates on um, a p the piece that he composed. Mm -hmm. And then, um, oh, Joseph, he composed a piece and he also played piano on it. And then a, a faculty member in the communication studies area, Kristen Naylor, who just has a really lovely, gentle um, voice narrated on a piece. And Andy Smith, the percussionist from MTSU, he he and I did his piece together in the studio. He did all the percussion parts, and then I did all the flute parts. And then last but not least, my husband plays piano on two of the pieces. So, <laughs> How long did it take this project to come to fruition? Well, about five years. <laughs> <laughs> Why so long? Um, I received the grant um, in 2014, I believe. And then at that time, I, I had kind of spoken to some composers, and they were all very interested. But when I received the grant, I was able to start communicating with them about what the project was and took a few turns here and there. And I um, had to look for other composers, and so some of them composed pieces in about six months or even less, mm -hmm. and others took a longer, and um, so that process 
took a couple of years to really get all of the works done. You can't just say to somebody, <laughs> look, get, write something and give it to me in 30 minutes. Yeah, it, that's not the way the creative process works. Yes. And since everybody was really so close, I um, had an opportunity to play the pieces for them and tweak them a little bit. And then I went and I performed um, concerts around the area and I did some concerts at schools and, you know, out of state and really wanted to get to know what the program felt like and kind of let it grow so that I really had a, a real natural sense of how I wanted the pieces to sound and in conjunction with the composers. And then we recorded um, and we, we recorded in several lump sessions. And then we actually went back around and ended up re-recording something um, in the studio that we had um, done in church prior to that. And, uh, I've, and then last but not least, one of the longer processes was getting the book, booklet done. So the artwork and just all the fine details of, of um, proofreading and making sure the, you know, it was, it fit and, and so forth, the little descriptions of the piece. So it was a long, um, um, I'm trying to think of what John Hill called it. It was sort of a um, it was a, a project, a love project. <laughs> labor of love. Yes, there you go. John Hill <laughs> said it was a labor of love. Um, so it took a long time and but it was really rewarding and I feel like the flute world has seven really fun and beautiful pieces. And it was just a real joy to actually see it finally all come come together. And so the CD was finally produced in 2019, right? Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk more about the Dolly Project in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record. The Concrete Industry Management Program at MTSU fills the need for trained personnel who know concrete technology and techniques. Our alumni go into the marketplace grounded in basic math and science and able to promote products or services related to the industry. Our participation in the academic common market ensures talented students in other states a chance to enroll on an in-state tuition basis. To find out more information on this or other university programs, visit mtsunews.com. The MTSU Department of Art has the newest facility for visual arts in the state with approximately 50,000 square feet of space, including high-tech computers and computer-driven equipment for multimedia, graphic design, printmaking, sculpture, painting, and ceramics. We feature a visiting artist lecture program and an exhibition program that exposes students to work by national and international artists. To find out more, visit mtsunews.com. The CD is called The Dolly Project, seven tracks of chamber music, original chamber music, and it was the idea of Dr. Deanna Little, who is a professor of flute music here. The tracks all inspired by Dolly Parton's creativity. Uh, people in the musician world don't think in these terms, but there are some people who think country, classical, polar opposites, can't possibly have any cross-pollination there. What do you say to them? I think music overlaps in all worlds all of the time. And I, you know, I'll play classical pieces where I'll hear, you know, a small passage that I think, well, that sounds like a familiar song that I, pop song that I've heard. Or you'll hear um, folk tunes pop up in, in classical music. So I think it all overlaps. So, and also with the pieces on the CD, um, 
you do here. Um, one thing I, I really wanted is I wanted there to be an audience friendly flavor with all of the pieces. And so, but you can hear definite influences of the different composers, the ones that are more jazz artists to gospel to more 20th century um, style of writing. Uh, Andy P. Smith has a piece called Vento no Ritmo. It um, translates to wind and rhythm. And um, Andy's background, he he does a lot of composition for percussion mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, Latin, Brazilian vibe in his music. And you hear that in his piece. Definitely there's um, that sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. But he... Um, and it's got and real folky, yeah. and so that and that was kind of the twist that he took on it was really the folk sort of flavor of coat of many colors he incorporated into into his piece Vento no Ritmo. And even since the CD now has been produced, he actually has has another version of it that you can perform live with three flutists and three percussionists. There, they can be arranged for other types of music other than chamber music, could they not? I mean, it. it it would uh, it would take a different type of arrangement, uh, different considerations if you were using different instruments, but uh, they would be adaptable, right? Oh, I think so, definitely. Uh, how did Cedric Dent's uh, gospel background inform his two pieces for flute that he wrote, Hint of Blue and TaylorMade? Um, well, I think he, uh, the first movement, Hint of Blue, is all for solo flute and uh it's got a real blues feel the whole the whole way through it and then taylor made and he took also the words of the movements or the titles of the movements from words from coat of many colors and um taylor made you know dolly parton's mother talks about her sewing and so the title kind of comes from that connection but he also has a little bit um one of his favorite groups um is the yellow jackets so there's a little bit of that feel in his in his piece as well and mama made for me which is also inspired by code of many colors done uh written by uh christy sullivan uh it sort of uh, fits the the intimate feel i mean this is chamber music so uh, it, it all has a very intimate feel as opposed to putting these pieces before a humongous orchestra, aside from the fact that it takes a lot of money to get an entire orchestra together. Uh, these these numbers were really made for, for an intimate experience with the listener, right? Yes. And I actually asked the composers to um, compose pieces for whatever combination they wanted, but to do it with a small chamber ensemble in mind. And um, so the largest chamber, the largest number of people um, is a flute sextet. So that that would have been the largest when we performed it live. We had to have flutists for for each part, but they're all small um, duos, trios and so forth. And Christie's piece is she um, the narration of Code, uh, Code of Many Colors. The lyrics are narrated over top of the piece mm-hmm. and the music sort of fits 
it tells the story along with the words. And she really did a beautiful job uh, weaving those two together. Some, you know, the cello sometimes would sound like you could hear a child walking and she had some rhythms that sounded like sewing and parts that sounded incredibly sad where when um, Dolly as a little child is getting made fun of. So that was a really... um, and a fun composition to put together. I have got to know why Jamie Simmons entitled his piece Up from the Pit. <laughs> well, he based that on biblical text, the story of Joseph, which sort of is... The re- biblical inspiration for Coat of Many Colors. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so he he um, titled it Up from the Pit, and he has some... Um, instructions in the music where you know that um, they're traveling they've pulled um, pulled Joseph out of the pit and they they're traveling with him and um, there's a part where it talks about the brother cries out in anguish you know what have I done mm-hmm. so that it's a really effective piece and you can hear the grief and um, the sadness in the piece but yes. We'll take another break here we'll return in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record. The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Middle East Center at MTSU seeks to promote greater understanding of the politics, history, and culture of this vitally important region of the world. Its mission includes the promotion of outreach programs and faculty research. The Center sponsors lectures by Middle East experts and scholarly exchanges. We're especially pleased to offer a new interdisciplinary minor in Middle East studies with courses in Arabic and Hebrew. This is Dr. Alan Hibbard, Center Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Dolly Project, Inspirations from Tennessee, is actually what it's called. The Dolly Project is sort of a subtitle because it was inspired by Dolly Parton's creativity. And uh, Dr. Deanna Little is a professor of flute music. She helped to bring all of the composers together, all of the musicians together, and help get the seven-track CD of chamber music produced. Uh, Were there any... uh, active students involved? You've mentioned alumni. Were there any students involved? Um, When I performed the concert live here and any surrounding areas, um, when I played the uh, Bruce Dudley's piece, Flute of Many Colors, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I had some students performing in the the, uh, flute ensemble with me. And that was in the Bruce Dudley piece, which is the last track on the CD. Yes. Does Dolly know about this? And if so, what does she think about it? (laughs) Well, I tried to get a a hold of her. I actually wrote a couple of letters and sent them to two different addresses that I found somewhere. And I've had several conversations with people who might know people that know her, but I have not been able to speak with her personally. And I also would love, I haven't sent her a CD, but I plan to do that. But I did communicate with some of her lawyers because I had to get the rights to use the lyrics spoken over top of um, Christy Sullivan's uh, piece, Mama Made For Me. Every piece was small. 
and I didn't have a coat. And it was way down in the fall. Mama sewed the rags together, sewing every piece with love. She made my coat of many colors that I was so proud of. As she sewed, she told a story from the Bible. She had read about a coat of many colors Joseph wore. And uh, th- you had to make sure, of course, that there was... This is a creative inspiration, not an attempt to cop Dolly's own creative process. Exactly. Yes. And make sure they understood that. Yes. Uh, this is called Inspirations from Tennessee. Could it be the beginning of future Tennessee-inspired musical projects? Oh gosh, I, that would be that's great. I'm I'm I need to come up with another project. Um, mm-hmm. I love doing different projects, and I'm now I'm sort of in between. So as soon as my wheels start turning, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that's a great idea. There's so many wonderful musicians in the state of Tennessee, country all the way through to classical that, you know, you would never be short of finding inspiration from any, any area, any small town in Tennessee. Um, I was thinking blues or soul, Memphis, WC Handy, Tina Turner, not limited to that. You understand. Right. It's just as possibilities. Uh, uh, Is the CD accessible online? It is. Yes. Through CD Baby. CD Baby. Mm-hmm. And do you, can you listen to it there, or is that just a place to buy it? Or huh. both? Well, you know, you can uh, both. Um, also, like, you can get it through Spotify and um, Apple Music mm-hmm. and um, place, yeah, places mm-hmm. like that. The Paul Osterfield number, uh, I Am a Rainbow, which is the title of a book Dolly wrote, and Dolly has been uh, intimately involved with the children's literature in trying to encourage young children to read uh, to help jumpstart their education. Uh, have you read I Am a Rainbow? What is it about? I've not read the book. Yes. Um, actually, my son... Um, he um he received books every month from Imagination Library. Um so we um got that book in the mail, but Paul's daughter had just gotten the book when I was asking him about this to do this project and she loved the book. So that's why he requested that he could do that rather than Code of Many Colors. But the book is about is about um people having different moods and um, it just talks about, you know, our emotions and how we have many, many different emotions and handling them, you know, well and being okay that we can be happy or mad or sad and so forth. It's a really cute story. Uh, in the Flute of Many Colors piece, uh, the Bruce Dudley number, that's that's the last one in there. Does he uh, run the gamut of emotions himself? Does he go all the way up and down the scale? Or how does he project the many colors through his music? I think that his idea for that um, came from the flute family. So um, the piece has a part for piccolo, um, two C flutes, an alto flute, a bass flute, and a contrabass flute. So I think the colors are the colors, different colors of all of the flute family. Wow. And the piece is, it's got a like sort of hymn-like section and some rhythmic sec- um, a rhythmic section, which is supposed to depict um, a sewing machine. 
And, but yeah, so flute of many colors, I think the title comes from the the quality of sound you get from all the different flutes. Do you think that uh, the flute as an instrument is uh, particularly uh, appropriate? Does does it match what you perceive Dolly to be as a as a, as a creative artist? Well, that's a really interesting question. Um, I mean, she's not a bassoon, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I haven't thought about it before, but I do think she can have some really lyrical, um, mm -hmm. I don't want to say bird-like, but really mm -hmm. lyrical quality of singing. And the flute often depicts, you know, lyrical and, and vocal things. I think it's one of the instruments closest to voice, along with maybe violin, maybe, mm -hmm. um, actually maybe saxophone, I think, are all very lyrical instruments. But I hadn't really thought about it um, from that aspect before. I, I've, I, I've often joked that um, somebody needs to um, you, um, come up with some country flute playing because there's not a country flutist that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that, Are those qualities what attracted you personally to the flute when you started playing or learning how to play? Um, it's lyrical quality? Yeah. You know, I loved the small case. I loved the shiny silver instrument. And I think I was just really drawn to, um, you know, we generally will play the melody. So I was really drawn to the, the kind of sound that it makes. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in, uh, intended to be one of those decorous background instruments, like it sometimes is in an orchestra. It's, it's a dynamic individual instrument with its own unique personality. I think so, definitely. Yeah. Uh, if people want to know more about the Dolly Project, how can they get in touch with you? Um, they could um, can email me at deanna.little at mtsu.edu. My project was fully funded through a, a faculty research and creative project grant, along with the help um, of a faculty development grant, in addition to some help from the School of Music and the College of Liberal Arts, mm -hmm. if someone would like to like a CD, I I have many and would be very happy to send them one until I'm don't have any left. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've uh, kept the uh, verbiage intentionally shorter than usual on this program so that uh, we can have time for pieces to flow in and out as as you have heard undoubtedly throughout the course of this broadcast but we want to thank you very much dr deanna little for being our guest and bringing us the dolly project thank you so much it was an honor to be here but did you know each boy and girl is made of colors too we'll be right back Women in Science and Engineering, or WISE, helps college women prepare for and become involved in science-related careers. WISE nurtures women's interest in these fascinating and critical fields and provides mentoring and networking opportunities. The group's main goal is to assure women of their importance in all scientific and technical fields and to promote equal opportunity and treatment of women in science. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte Gross, WISE advisor. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Army ROTC College Program at MTSU prepares students mentally, physically, and emotionally to become leaders and promotes virtues of duty, honor, country. 
ROTC cadets are involved in all academic disciplines, athletics, and student organizations at MTSU. Full scholarships and tuition assistance are awarded based on merit. All cadets upon graduation will serve their country as second lieutenants either in the Army, Army Reserve, or Army National Guard. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Gina Fan has the middle moment. A pair of professors at MTSU's School of Journalism and Strategic Media want to help the tweens and teens of the TikTok generation better understand the power of digital media. Jennifer Woodard and Ken Blake teamed up with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Rutherford County to bring 40 middle and junior high school students to campus this summer for two week-long programs called Come to Voice to learn about responsible social media usage and digital literacy. Woodard, who's also assistant dean for the College of Media and Entertainment, explains why they help the kids write, film, edit, and premiere personal documentaries, work with a green screen, check out podcasting, learn about drone filming, and more. Let's talk about how they can be protected on the internet, how they can be safe on the internet, how they can uh, use their voices to empower themselves. You know, social media will follow you for the rest of your life, so you must be responsible because someday I don't want you to not be able to get a job or not get into college because of something you did on social media when you were 11, 12, or 14. Social media has become a historical record, unfortunately, that will follow you the rest of your life, so we need to learn how to use it responsibly starting at a really young age. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's Marketing and Communications Office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.